I'm wondering if your partner does anything that irritates you. Maybe they're really messy or they play golf too much. They won't go to church with you. Maybe they're overweight. Maybe they want more or less sex than you, or they spend too much money, or they drink too much, or they cheated on you, and now you can't trust them, or they don't listen to you, and you don't feel important to them. All of these are real issues in relationships, and in today's episode, I'm going to help you with how to navigate them. Welcome to the Great Sex Podcast. I'm Dr. Heather England, a certified sex therapist and relationship expert. Join me for candid conversations that address what you truly want to know about love and sex. I want to empower you to ignite your love and sex life. Today, we're delving into a crucial topic in every partnership, deal breakers and non-deal breakers. I've been talking a lot about sex on the podcast, but I want to start sharing relationship advice that will help to strengthen your relationship and the love you feel for your partner. I really want to do a mix of both types of episodes, and I'm open to your feedback about what helps you the most and what kind of topics you want to learn more about. You can fill out a form on my website with the questions you'd like to see addressed. The link is in the show notes. We all encounter moments when our partner's actions trigger powerful emotions in us, making us question the foundation of our relationship. Every relationship has its up and downs. In today's episode, we'll explore the difference between genuine deal breakers and those situations where personal growth, transformation, and understanding can mend the connection between partners. So what are deal breakers? Well, deal breakers are actions or behaviors that breach our core values, our boundaries, our principles, and create an irreparable crack in the relationship. They're often non-negotiable in a relationship. What's a deal breaker for you might not be a deal breaker to someone else. So we always have to keep that in mind as we talk about these. Some people have a higher tolerance level for certain behaviors and other people don't. And that's okay. It's whatever works for you. You are the one that decides what your relationship is going to be like and how you're going to work with your partner to create the type of relationship you want. So let me give you some examples of some deal breakers. First one would be abuse of any kind. This is typically a flat out deal breaker for most people, whether it's physical, emotional, or verbal. Now, some people unfortunately can't leave a relationship where abuse is occurring, but for many people that can, this tends to be a deal breaker for them. Another deal breaker is if you've got opposing goals or priorities or core values from your partner. These types of fundamental differences can really lead to insurmountable conflicts and really jeopardize your relationship. This can also include substance abuse. For some couples, when they deal with one of their partners being addicted to some type of substance, it really causes a lot of conflict within the relationship and that ends up being a deal breaker for them. Financial disagreements can also be a big deal breaker for many couples. Money matters can trigger intense emotions in people. They're one of the biggest things that people fight about. 
and ongoing financial disagreements, especially those concerning shared finances, can lead to the deterioration of a relationship. Another big deal breaker for people is sexual incompatibility. So sexual compatibility is vital for a healthy relationship. And ongoing incompatibility can cause an emotional distance in a couple and a lot of unhappiness with their sex life. Couples often fight about money, sex, and kids. A lack of trust, which includes affairs, is also another big deal breaker because trust is the cornerstone of a thriving relationship and any type of betrayal in trust is often a deal breaker for people. But some people are actually able to work through trust issues that they have when they get counseling following a breach in trust. I've worked with many couples who've been able to overcome an affair. And in fact, they don't go back to the same relationship. They build a new relationship post-affair that ends up being a relationship that's much better than what they had prior to the affair. So we can talk a lot about affairs being bad and being deal breakers, but for some couples, it actually unites them together and they're able to build a stronger relationship and understand what parts of their relationship weren't working that ended up causing the affair to begin with. Another deal breaker is if you have different relationship or family values. A misalignment in this area can lead to a lot of clashes, and the inability to find common ground around this can really jeopardize your partnership. Finally, a lack of empathy and connection can be a big deal breaker. A relationship without empathy and connection can feel emotionally barren. And when these qualities are consistently absent, that's often a deal breaker for people. When they feel that their partner's not there for them, they don't listen to them, they don't value them, they don't show up for them in the way they need them to, well, over time, that can really wear you down and that can be a deal breaker. Now I want to switch things up and I want to talk to you about what I call non-deal breakers. So non-deal breakers are all the things that annoy you about your partner, but they aren't in the category of things that would cause you to end the relationship. So when I talk with my couples, I often couch things in terms of deal breakers or non-deal breakers. I try to get couples to see that if it's not something that's a deal breaker for them that they wouldn't end the relationship for, they have to learn how to work with their partner to compromise and how to change themselves in terms of how they manage the non-deal breaker. Sometimes that's changing their mindset. Sometimes it's learning to compromise. But if it's a non-deal breaker, that means you're not going to end your relationship for it. So some examples of non-deal breakers might be if you've both got different tastes in music or hobbies, you have different dietary preferences, you have different ideas about how your home should be organized or decorated, you've got personal quirks or habits you know, that irritate each other, or 
you have different political beliefs, which has been a huge thing lately in our society. But sometimes that can be a non-deal breaker in a couple, and they have to learn how to manage those very opposing belief systems. So let's talk about two common examples of non-deal breakers to kind of illustrate how personal growth and understanding can make a difference. So the first would be what I would call the neatnik versus the messy person. I would be the messy person in my relationship. Thank goodness for my husband. He is killer. He does not mind the piles of clothing that I throw on the chair or over the bathtub. Um, so let's talk about a hypothetical couple, Sarah and Alex. They're deeply in love, but they have very different approaches to tidiness. So Sarah's the neat neck, and she thrives in an organized and clean environment. But Alex is messy and pretty relaxed about clutter. And at first, this discrepancy really triggered irritation in Sarah, but they decided to address it together. So they talked about it and tried to understand where each other was coming from. And then they were able to set boundaries for their shared spaces, which allowed Sarah to maintain her order while giving Alex space to be messy. And this transformed what could have been a real deal breaker into an opportunity for compromise. All right. So the next one that I want to talk about is a big one that I hear a lot with couples. And this is really challenging the idea of weight gain and body image. So in this example, we have a couple, a heterosexual couple, Emily and Mark, and they've been together for years. And Emily has experienced significant weight gain during their relationship after they've had a few kids. And Mark is saying that he's less sexually attracted to Emily as a result of it, and he wants her to lose weight. So he is making this be a problem about her when really it's a problem about his belief system about what is sexually attractive. So instead of making this a deal breaker, Mark understood he had to start addressing this issue with compassion. So he had to change his belief system about body image and weight and what he found sexually attractive and recognize that Emily's worth wasn't defined by her weight and that he needed to change his mindset about that. So he began to understand that loving Emily for who she was, rather than this vision he had for her body and what type of body he wanted her to have, was really the key to a healthier relationship. So they were both able to embark on a journey of self-acceptance and understanding and love and emphasizing the value of the individual over physical appearance. I think this is such a critical thing, and this shows up time and time again in therapy when I will have one partner say, they're not attractive anymore to me, and I always challenge them with, why are they not attractive? 
How do you change yourself so that you then find your partner attractive once again? Sometimes you have to overlook physical changes. As we age, our bodies age, we change, we gain weight, we get wrinkles, our hair turns gray. We will never look like we looked when we were in our 20s. But that doesn't mean that we are not the same person. And you have to look inside to the person that you really love and celebrate all of the things about them that you love. And that's what can be very sexually attractive is when you really are so focused on this person that you love and that you're connected to, not the outer packaging. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is how we manage in general all of these situations that aren't deal breakers because we really have an opportunity for personal growth in terms of how we deal with these and we can transform our relationship if we do it the right way. So here are the things I tell my clients about how to deal with the non-deal breakers. So the first thing I tell them is process your feelings Okay, when your partner's actions trigger a strong emotion within you and you're like so irritated at them, you're so annoyed, like take a step back and take the time to understand why. Challenge yourself. Is it tied to past experiences or unresolved issues in your life? Processing your feelings is really the first step in managing your response to your partner. Because if you can start to recognize when the irritation and the anger comes up for you, then you can squelch it before you direct that at your partner. Another thing that you can do is change your mindset. So if you really reshape how you perceive, and react to your partner, it can just help to connect you and make you see the situation differently. So you can consider these types of non-deal breaker moments as opportunities for personal growth and connection rather than threats to your relationship. But really, it's your mindset we often personalize things that people do, meaning we make it be about us. So if your partner is messy, we might make it be about us. And this is, this is what it would look like. It would look like, oh, do they not realize that, that how upsetting it is to me when they throw their clothes over the chair or... Uh, I like to refer to the magic sink. In our house, we have a magic sink. That means I put the dishes in the sink and ha, huh, magically they disappear. Now, my husband, he could say, oh, that Heather, she doesn't care about me enough and she just leaves her dishes in the sink. But instead, he looks at it as an act of service that he wants to help me because he knows I'm busy. So it doesn't bother him. He doesn't take it personally that I'm leaving my dishes in the sink. I, I do the dishes sometimes. It's not like I never do them, but honestly, for the most part, we really do have a magic sink. Uh, so the next type of thing I recommend to my clients to deal with non-deal breakers is to practice gratitude. So when you're really, really annoyed, sometimes it's helpful to reflect on the qualities 
that you really are grateful about with your partner instead of focusing on the negative and on the things that you are really annoyed with. So focusing on the positives can often help you to see the bigger picture. And frankly, when you practice gratitude, it makes you become a happier person. Another thing that I encourage my clients to do is to show compassion to their partner, to really understand that your partner, just like you, has their own personal history and wounds and vulnerabilities, and they're really probably trying to do their best. So if you can practice empathy and attempt to see things from their perspective, it can often foster the kind of compassion you need to build connection. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree and not every difference in opinion needs to escalate because some things just are not resolvable. There are going to be things that you can compromise on and sometimes you're just going to have to agree that you both see things differently and that's okay. And you have to find a way to maintain your individuality while you preserve the harmony in your relationship. So learning to compromise is really key in all of this. Finding that middle ground on a non-deal breaker issue, like that is something that will really help you to continue to grow your relationship and make it stronger. Something that I always encourage my clients to do is to be curious. And I encourage them to be curious about themselves and to be curious about what's working in their partner. So rather than jumping to any types of conclusions about things, I say, why don't you approach your partner's behavior with a level of curiosity? Ask questions, seek understanding, and engage in honest conversations with them about what they're doing. And this can uncover deeper motivations and fears, and it can really open up a dialogue between the two of you that is connecting. It can really foster a sense of connection when you both start sharing what's really working inside of you. Oftentimes, we don't share the deepest parts of ourselves with others, but when you do that with your partner and you have that level of vulnerability, it really can be a connecting experience. Oh, so in our journey of love and sexual intimacy and relationships, we really have to learn how to differentiate between the true deal breakers and the issues that we can resolve through personal growth and transformation. And when you understand the nuances of the things that trigger you and your beliefs that get in the way, you can open up a space for more connection and empathy and love in your life. I'd really like to challenge you to think about something that might be a non-deal breaker in your relationship and what you could do differently to better handle it. This is such a great opportunity for personal growth not only to strengthen your relationship, but also to grow as an individual. And once you identify something, I would practice it. And maybe it's something you even want to talk about with your partner. You know, relationships are ongoing and continuing to nurture your relationship. It's a continual process and it requires 
a lot of effort, a lot of patience, and a lot of compassion. So even though we talked about love today, love is the foundation for great sex and long-term relationship. That's why I'm so focused on us continuing to strengthen the love within our relationship. And if you want to add some fun into your sex life, I encourage you to incorporate sex toys. If the world of sex toys is overwhelming, because there's a lot of them, you might want to check out my new mini course about how to use various sex toys. It's available on my website, lovefilledlife.com. The link is in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Great Sex Podcast. Until next time, my wish for you is to create opportunities to nurture your love and friendship with your partner. Thanks for listening today. 